Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. All right, well, hey, good morning. I'm excited you're here as we are continuing to uh, jump into our sermon series that we've entitled Toxic. And what we've done through this series is we've looked at some things in our lives that, that we have all around us and uh, some things that, that are dangerous, right? So there's some toxic things in our life that are scary. So just as we start off, how many of you guys ever got into some toxic things as a kid? Like you were the kind of kid that maybe ate the, uh, the glue that wasn't the Elmer's glue? The Elmer's glue was okay. We're fine with that, right? I was that kid. But we may have gotten into the other glue. There may be some things that we got into in our, uh, underneath the kitchen sink or out in the, the shed, and we got into that, and maybe uh, it caused some damage. In fact, many of us, we might even have some scars left over from rat, right? There's some, there's some things that we come across that, that can be dangerous. We might even have some, some drastic and some, and some memories that are a little bit scared, a little bit tied to that as well. I know just a couple years ago, we had this kind of hit close to home in our family. We have uh, my nephew Toby got into some toxic things that was, was not the greatest. In fact, many of you may know my sister is uh, Kendi Newell. She's our Kids Life Director. Um, we got like through the first two or three years without anybody actually knowing that she was my sister. I went for most of my life, but she is actually my sister. She runs the Kids Life here. And then my brother-in-law, Rick Newell, played uh, drums last week, was on sound this week, plays bass, does a bunch of other things. He's my brother-in-law. And together they had a kid named Toby. And uh, what happens, though, in our family, in the Newell family and the Huffman family, like if you're a kid in there, you get into things. So a couple years ago, he actually got into some things. And he got into something that was actually toxic to him. He got into my brother-in-law, Rick's. He got into his heart medicine. Now, exactly. Now, as good as this is for Rick, right, is it something that he needs every day, this is a scary, scary thing for Toby. Like, this is what causes some panic. So immediately, they saw that it was open. They saw that he looked like he had just ate some Smarties. It wasn't Smarties. It was heart medicine. So they immediately, he got to ride in the ride of his life in an ambulance to the hospital. And... He, wasn't, he was completely fine during this time and talking, like just knowing this is a great event too. But again, this is some tragic moment for our family. It was scary because we had no clue what's going on with this. And they're hooking Toby up to an EKG machine, and they're actually explaining what it is. And then Toby was, he was just starting to talk there. So they, hey, we're hooking this up so that you can, we can find out what's in your heart to make sure that your heart's okay. His response was great. He says, well, they're going to find Jesus in my heart. Right? It's classic and cute. But it was super scary at the same time because he got into something that was completely toxic to him. And the truth is, I think we do this in our life. We get into things that necessarily aren't the best for us, and they can become toxic, and they can cause some damage in our life. And again, what we've said through this series and defined toxic as is anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. And the truth is, there's some things in our life that we allow that are toxic. There's some things that contain poisonous material that are capable of sickness in all areas of our lives, even death. Right? We come into toxins each day physically, but we also come into them, we come in contact with them spiritually, emotionally, and relationally as well. And through this series, we've talked about toxic religion. We've talked about our, our toxic relationships. We've talked about toxic influences. And today what I want us to do is I want us to talk about our words. Right? I want us to talk about the words that we allow in our life, the words that we say in our life. Because the truth is, I think for many of us, we've allowed some toxic words in our life. Or we've allowed words to, to harm us, and we've even used words to harm others. 
And our words can be toxic. They can poison us. So to start off, what I want to do is I want just to go over a phrase that we've all heard in our lives. The phrase like this. Sticks and stones may break my bones. Why don't you guys finish the phrase? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. How many of you ever said that saying in your life? Right? How many of you had it said to you? You said it to somebody else, right? Now, let me see the real question. How many of you believe it? Right. No hands up whatsoever. Right? The truth is words can hurt. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me is garbage, right? It's garbage. It's a junk statement. It's a lie. It's a lie that we've believed, and I think many times we've had told to us, but it's not true. Words have power. Words can hurt, and words can be toxic. So today, as, you, as you're filling in your blanks on the handout, you'll notice that, that the phrase you grew up with doesn't necessarily fit in those blanks. Because I want to debunk that myth. I want us to walk away with some truth. And what I want us to do is I want us to understand that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can hurt too. Words can hurt too. In fact, we already know this, right? Many of us, we've learned this the hard way. I think many of us, we can remember some words that were spoken to us that truly hurt, that truly caused damage. I think many of us, we can remember the first time that someone called us a, a, a negative thing, that someone called us stupid, that someone called us fat, that someone called us ugly, that someone called us scrawny, that someone called us weak, that someone called us useless. I think we can remember these words and they hurt. Right? I know for me, I've, I've showed a picture of myself multiple times here as a kid. I'm not going to show it now. But if you remember that picture, guess what? I had some words spoken to me that weren't the nicest. And I remember them. I remember when people called me fat. I remember when people called me ugly. I remember when people called me awkward. And it didn't help, right? In fact, it made me doubt myself more. It made me even more awkward because it hurt. I think many of us, we remember these words spoken to us. Many of us even hold on to these words and we tell them to ourselves each and every day. Words can be toxic. For many of us, we remember the first time we felt rejection. And remember, we remember that they used words to do it. For many of us, we remember the first time that we were a brunt of a joke, a joke filled with words. For many of us, we remember the first time we were on the other end of discouragement, right? Discouragement built by words. Words have power and words can hurt. Understand, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can hurt Words have an incredible potential in our lives. Words have an incredible potential on how our lives even turn out. They play a factor in each and every part of our lives. And that's why the Bible speaks to this many, many times. In fact, there's a book of the Bible where, where it's devoted to a, a lot of things about words. It's a collection of wisdom put together that speaks multiple times directly about the power of words. And it's the book of Proverbs. So if you have your Bible, go there with me to the book of Proverbs. And again, if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. Incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. You can put on your phone or tablet. That way you're reading the Bible every single day. And again, we don't want you just coming in on Sunday mornings and that's the only time you open your Bible. So we want you to hear words that are, that are truth. We want you to hear words that are, that are powerful from God, that are spoken to you, and you can do that through the Bible. So open it every single day. And the book of Proverbs is a book that's a, especially designed 
to really help people avoid common pitfalls in each and every day life. Pitfalls just like not knowing the words and the power of words. And the author that we're going to look at who wrote both of the, the passages of Scripture that we're going to look through is a guy named Solomon. In fact, he was the wisest guy to ever walk on this earth. And he said this in Proverbs 18.21. He said, The tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death. Think about that. The tongue, the part of the body that forms the word, the tongue, which actually is considered language, right? The tongue controls what we say, has the power of both life and death. And it has the power to energize. It has the power to grow. It has the power to build up. But it also has the power to destroy. It has the power to destroy the dreams that we're chasing after. It has the power to, to kill the things that we're chasing after in parts of our lives. It has the power to hurt in an incredible way. Think about that. The tongue has that type of power. Words have that amount of power, and they can hurt. Solomon also says this in Proverbs 12, 18. He says, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Meaning we have to be careful with our words. The words of the reckless pierce like a sword. They break through, and they break through skin. They break through any barrier to hurt and to, and to really leave us with wounds. That's what happens with the words of the reckless. And think about it. How many times in your life have you been pierced by somebody's reckless words. Now flip it. How many times have you pierced somebody else because of your reckless words? Reckless words can pierce like swords, but wise words bring healing. Words have power. In fact, James, the brother of Jesus, warned us this way in, in the book of James, chapter 3, verses 4 through 6, saying this. It says, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it's itself set on fire by hell. The tongue has an incredible amount of power in our lives. It directs us where we go. It directs our whole body, right? And it can set the whole course on fire. A simple sentence, a simple statement we can say can ruin us, can ruin our entire path, can ruin our lives, and can ruin, can ruin those around us. Right? The tongue, the words we say control our direction. It's small, but it's so, so powerful. Many times I think we think the words we say, we think the tongue and what comes out of what we say is so meaningless. But don't be fooled. Words have meaning. And when they're used in the wrong way, they can cause so much damage. They can cause so much harm. They can be poisonous and they can be toxic. Understand the sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can hurt too. Words can hurt too. Words spoken to us and words spoken by. And too many times I think we forget about this truth. Too many times I think we overlook this truth. Too many times I think we're not careful with our words. We're not careful with the way it impacts others and it impacts ourselves. I think too many times we fall into the trap of believing and listening to the lie of our childhood. That words don't hurt. Right? And too many times what we do is we accept toxic words in our life and we allow them to do damage. 
The truth is, many of us, we're living a life just like my, just like my nephew Toby was. Except we don't see it as a panic. We don't see it as an emergency. When Toby took that heart medicine, what they do, they rushed him to the hospital right away. For some of us, what we're doing is we're holding on to this poison and we're allowing it to damage when we need to see it as an emergency for what it is and we need to get rid of these words and get them out of our lives. In fact, chances are just this week you've accepted some toxic words in your life. Chances are just this week you've probably spoken some toxic words in your life. Chances are this week you've pondered on some toxic words that, that were spoken to you before. Right? I think we allow them in our life. I mean, if you think about it, we allow certain types of toxic words in our life. We allow insights, insults in our life. We allow words that cause us pain. We allow them in our life. We allow them to affect who we are. We allow them to affect the decisions we make. And we believe the lies that somebody spoke over to us. We believe the lies that somebody spoke to us. We believe in these insults. And then what we do, we give them, we give them easily as well. We may be just looking for a laugh, maybe just a joke. But what we're doing is we're insulting others. And it's toxic. It's causing damage. Many of us, we, we've let some, some hurtful sarcasm creep into our life and, it, and it's causing damage in our relationships because of the, of the tone of, of how we're speaking to others, because of the disrespect and how we're speaking to others. Right? We have these toxic words that come into our life. For many of us, we, we've allowed gossip in our life. And understand this, gossip is one of the most toxic things that we can ever put up with. Gossip causes more damage in relationships and it causes it faster than anything else because what it does is it causes division, it causes divisiveness, and it breaks relationships faster than anything else. I think many of us, we just put up with it. And this is what gossip is. This is how, how Dave Ramsey defines gossip. He defines it as discussing anything negative with someone who can't solve the problem. Think about it. How many times do we discuss negative things with others? Things that we have no solution for, but yet we still allow it. Yet we still allow people to share it with us, and yet we share it with others. What we're doing is we're allowing toxic words in our life. We're allowing gossip in our life. We're allowing a, a, a foothold for divisiveness in the relationships that we're close to and around us as well. And many of us, we put up with it in our lives. Many of us, we have a, a, these words of judgment that we allow to come out of our mouths and that we allow pointed towards us. We allow these words that, that really lack empathy. We allow these words that make ourselves look better or, or allow others to look better compared to us. Right? And we cause it and we allow it to affect who we are. We have toxic words in our life. We allow vulgarity in our life, right? Statements of, of things being obscene or, or offensive and we allow, we put up with it in our life. Right? We let them creep in. We let these insults creep in. We let these judgments creep in and we allow them to play a factor in how we make decisions and how we feel about ourselves. And because of it, because of it, many of us, we found ourselves dealing with some damage. We found ourselves dealing with some, some self-doubt. We found ourselves struggling with a, with a lack of confidence. We found ourselves with some emotional wounds. We found ourselves with some, with some emotional scars. And this is what words can do. This is the power of words. They can destroy. Right? They can kill our hopes and our dreams. And I think too many times we forget this. Too many times we overlook this. And what's terrible is many times we've been the cause of some scars and some wounds in other people's lives as well. Many of us have thrown out hurtful words towards others, and we've, we've done it like it didn't even matter. Right? I mean, think about just this past week. You probably said some, 
some hurtful words to somebody or about somebody behind their back. You might have said something, some insult just for the sake of humor. But guess what? It still hurt. Right? You may have shared your, your opinion or, or shared your, your thoughts of dislike towards somebody. And you may have done it because it seemed reasonable at the time. But guess what? Those words still hurt. Those words still cause damage to others. I know we don't like to hear this, right? I know we don't even like to, to think about it, but it's true. Chances are we've all done this and we've probably even done it just in this last week. And because of it, because of it, many of us, we're dealing with some broken relationships. Because of we're dealing with some tension in our relationships, right? Because of the power of words. If you look at it, words are behind every fight. Words are behind every disagreement. Words are behind every dysfunction in our lives because they have the power. And too many times we allow them in our lives to become toxic. We allow them in our lives to become toxic. Words have the power to do some damage, but understand this. I want just this to be, to be doom and gloom. Words also have the power to be helpful. Right? Yeah, words have the power to hurt us, but they also have the power to give us life. They have the power to, to heal us. Again, if you look at the back end of Proverbs 18.21, it says the tongue has the power of life. The back end of Proverbs 12.18 says words can bring healing. And understand this. How we use them makes the difference. Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath. The words we use, the tone we say them in, how we say them, and the timing we say them in makes the difference. And they can be used for good. They can be used for good. What if instead of living, living like words can hurt us all the time, what if we actually understood the power of them? We understood the power of words, and instead of using them to hurt others, what if we use them to build others up? Right? What if we use them to, what if we were careful with the words that we accepted in our lives and only accepted the words that built us up as well? And we would live a little differently. We'd live a little closer to how God wants us to live, right? We would live with the, our mindsets would be completely changed. We would live with the, our surroundings looking different, just allowing things to come in that would bring us life and bring us healing. What if we did that? What if we actually practiced self-control with our words? And we would overcome toxic words in our life. And again, we always push life groups here, but this is one of the reasons why. In our life groups, our goal is to surround ourselves with people that speak life to each other, with people that speak words that can bring healing. And again, I'm not oblivious. I know that there's probably been things said in a life group that have been hurtful before. But it's not the goal, right? We all make mistakes but the common goal of as a life group is to build each other up. And it was incredible. Yesterday, I actually came to the, the men's life group Saturday mornings at 8. It was just incredible to be around a bunch of guys that are going through the same struggles, that are willing to share about it, but then they're willing to share how they've overcome it. Right? That's the power of words, and they can bring life. They can bring healing, and that's why we love life groups. And again, there's a life group starting tonight. Julie Foster's life group is starting tonight. I would challenge you to check it out. If you're not in a life group, get involved so that you can put people around you that speak life-giving words to you that you can get people around you so that you can overcome toxic words. And here's how we do it. It's always on us, right? We have to take responsibility. To overcome toxic words in our life, we have to take responsibility. We have to take responsibility of the words we say, but we also have to take responsibility of the words that we allow others to say to us. We have to take responsibility of the words that, that we accept from others. 
for words not to destroy us, for words not to become toxic in our life. We have to take responsibility. And again, this is what this whole series is about. Right? This series is, isn't a bunch of sermons about do's and don'ts. What it is, it's, about, it's a series about being aware. Being aware about the things around you, being aware of how they affect us, and protecting ourselves from these things. But we have to take responsibility. We have to take advantage of that. And what we have to do, number one, is we have to guard our heart against toxic words. So number one, guard your heart against toxic words. And if you were here last week, we talked about this with our influences, how we have to guard our heart, how we have to be careful. And it's the same with words. We have to be careful. We have to be careful what we say and what we hear. We have to be careful what we allow spoken over us. And the same passage of Scripture from Proverbs is Solomon saying this in Proverbs 4.23. He says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to guard your heart against toxic words. Guard your heart against what you hear. Guard your heart against what you accept. Guard your heart against what you say. Hey, and then rather than giving you a bunch of new information, what you really can do is you can take some of the concepts that we learned last week and apply it to our words. Again, it's the First Thessalonians 5, 21 through 22, where it says, but test everything. Keep what is good and stay away from everything that is evil. In our lives, we need to test the words. We need to test the words that we say. We need to test the words that we hear. And again, to do this, we need to ask ourselves some questions. We need to ask ourselves, would these words be pleasing to God? And would the words that are spoken over you, would the words that are spoken to you, would they be pleasing to God? Would the words that you're speaking to somebody else, would they be pleasing to God? And understand this, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. So we need to ask ourselves, would these words be pleasing to him? Listen, for me, when somebody says something to my kid that's hurtful, I want to step up to him, right? And that not even more so, when my wife hears about it, I've got to hold her back. Understand this. God loves you more than we can even love our kids. And he wants you to hear words that are uplifting. He wants you to hear words that are encouraging. And the same way, he wants you to speak words that are uplifting and encouraging to his children as well. Ask yourself that. Test it. Are these words, are they pleasing to him? And then if they are, keep it. Keep the good words and get rid of the bad words, right? Keep the good, avoid what's bad. Ignore the bad and get them out of your life. But it starts by guarding our heart towards these toxic words. So number one is guard your heart against toxic words. Number two is to speak life-giving words to others. Speak life-giving words to others every chance you get. Be an encourager. Be someone that lifts others up. Right? Be someone that someone else wants to be around. Everybody wants to be around somebody that makes them feel a little bit better, right? Everybody wants to be around an encourager. So be that person. Be that encourager for others. Right? Build others up. Paul says this in Ephesians 4.29. He says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Listen, to speak light to others, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Don't let any gossip come out of your mouth. Listen, I do my best to shut it down all the time. I've been guilty of accepting it, but here's what I know. If they're going to talk about somebody else to you, they're going to talk about you to somebody else. Don't be that person. Nobody wants to be around that person. Right? Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Don't insult others. Right? Don't use sarcasm as your love language. Don't let that unwholesome talk come out of your life. But instead, only allow what's helpful for building others up according to their needs. And here's why I know. 
To do that, we actually have to know their needs. Which means we have to spend time with them. We have to listen more than we talk. What I found is when we build others up to speak more life-giving words, it's not about the amount of words you speak. It's about the quality of words you speak. In fact, half the time, people just want to be heard. And they want to know that you heard them. And they walk out so encouraged because of it. I want to challenge you. Listen before you speak. To speak life-giving words, sometimes it just involves listening. Speak life-giving words. Another way to do it is to catch people doing good. Right? Catch people doing good and then, and then catch them in it and, and point it out. If you see somebody doing something awesome in their life, point it out. Chances are when you point it out, they're going to do it again. Speak life-giving words to others. And then number three is speak life-giving words to yourself. Speak life-giving words to yourself and to yourself and all of your circumstances. Understand the self-talk makes the difference. So filter. Filter what you allow to settle in your soul. Filter what you allow to speak to yourself. And let's just be honest, we all talk to ourselves, right? I, I've seen you guys driving in the car. You talk to yourself. You've seen me. I talk to myself as well. I like to play it off. Oh, I got a Bluetooth. So I'm just talking. No, I'm talking to myself. Let's be honest. Right? We all start our day with really talking to ourselves, how we're going to react to certain things, what we're going to expect, trying to prep ourselves, get ourselves game plan, being ready for it. We start our day talking to ourselves. So I want to challenge you. Start your day off. Talk to yourself with, with words that are life-giving. Solomon says it this way in Proverbs 16, 40, 24. And again, we saw a lot of Proverbs today. In fact, I would challenge you just to go back through and read Proverbs. It's a crazy book, and it speaks a lot to the power of words, and it gives us really wisdom for each and every day. And it's great because there's 31 chapters of Proverbs, so you can read one chapter every single day. And if you do that, I guarantee you will be smarter, you will be wiser, and you will learn how to use your words a little bit better. But Solomon says this in Proverbs 6, 20, 24, 16, 24. He says, pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. The question is, do we speak pleasant words to ourselves? Right? Do we dwell on the pleasant words that we hear? I think the problem is too many times we speak negatively to ourselves. And listen, I'm talking to myself right now. I know I've admitted this before, but half of my sermons, what I'm doing, I'm just up here talking to myself. I struggle with this a lot. In fact, if you ever came to a, a church softball game and you saw us lose, most likely because of me, you saw, I didn't need name in there, but you saw, right? You saw me yelling at myself. I'm out there, I'm like, come on, Corbin, why did you get that fly ball? You're an idiot, right? I, this is how I talk to myself. And I think a lot of times we do the same thing. If I mess up on a Sunday going on, I'm like, oh, great job, Corbin. Like, that was, I'll drive off by myself after a Sunday morning. Like, well, we definitely didn't further the kingdom on God to that day. That was a terrible message. Just walk away, right? But I think we do this, and we allow this. And I'm, I'm guessing I'm not the only one that does this. But understand this. This isn't what God wants for us. This isn't what God wants for us. And we have the power to control. We have the power to speak positive words to ourselves. We have the power to speak uplifting words to ourselves. We have the power to speak pleasant words to ourselves. Words that, that we can put in our life so that we can experience healing. I want to challenge you to speak life-giving words to yourself. Because you are a child of God. You're a child of God. Again, Jesus came, died on a cross for each and every one of us, right? 
died on a cross so that he could look at us when we scream and in the middle of anything and say, you know what, I love you regardless. I, amen. <laughs> We're a child of God because of all that God's done to us. And because of that, because of everything that Jesus has done for us, because of everything that Jesus has done for our life, because he's bridged the gap between us and God, we can say some things with confidence about ourselves. There's some incredible words that we can speak to ourselves that are complete and 100% truth because Jesus gave us life, right? In fact, I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you to speak life-giving words to yourself. And I gave you even a handout that you can take with you. And it's, a, it's really an excerpt from the book, Sun Stands Still by Stephen Furtick. But I want to challenge you to look at these and speak these things over yourself each and every day. Understand this. You can say this about yourself. You can say that I am fully forgiven and free from all shame and condemnation. Listen, those sins, those regrets, those things in the past, Satan's holding those over top of you, and what it is, it's a lie. You can say to yourself that you are fully forgiven and free through Jesus Christ. Or you can say to yourself that I act in audacious faith to change the world and my generation. God has given you the power to say that. You can say that I have no fear or anxiety. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I think too many times we stop on our tracks because we're believing the lie. We're the be believing in a lie that causes us to, to freeze in worry or to freeze in fear, to freeze in anxiety. But we can say I have no fear and anxiety because I trust in the Lord with all my heart. We could say I'm able to fulfill the calling that God has placed on my life. Understand this. Understand this. God doesn't call the able. He enables the called. We can say that I am able to fulfill the God's calling on my life because he will, take with me, he will watch me through and guide me through each and every step. We can say I'm fully resourced to do everything that God has called me to do. We can say I have no insecurity because I see myself the way God sees me. Understand what you see in the mirror, all those past Sins, all those past mistakes, all that judgment that you're listening to from others, all those lies that you're listening to from others, all that, that's not what God sees. He sees you through the lens of Christ. And it's time for you to see yourself that way as well. It's time for you to speak to yourself that way and say, I have no insecurity because I see myself the way God sees me. If you have a family right now, or if you have a wife, you can say, I am a faithful spouse and a godly parent, and my family is blessed. You can say to yourself, I'm completely whole, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, because you're a child of God. You can say to yourself that I'm increasing in influence and favor for the kingdom of God. You can say I'm enabled to walk in the sacrificial love of Christ. You can say I have the wisdom of the Lord concerning every decision I make. Instead of being crippled by fear of the decision, and we're going to do this right or we're going to do this wrong. Why don't we step up and give some life-giving words to ourselves? Let's stand on the truth that I have the wisdom of the Lord concerning every decision I make. And finally, we can say I'm protected from all harm and evil in Jesus' name. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to start saying these things to you. Start saying these things to yourself. Take this. Put it on your mirror when you wake up in the morning. Put it somewhere where you see it each and every day. And start saying. Maybe one of them resonated a little bit more. Commit it to memory. Start saying it every time you struggle with some area in your life, right? Start speaking life-giving words to yourself. Start speaking life-giving words to yourself. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can hurt too. Words can be toxic, so overcome it.
Overcome it by guarding your heart against toxic words. Start speaking life-giving words to others and speak life-giving words to yourself. Know who you are in Christ and speak it. If you would, pull out your connection card in the seat back in front of you. Maybe you're here today, and maybe as I'm speaking this to you, as maybe you were even saying these faith concessions, as maybe as you were saying these faith confessions, maybe, maybe for you, you never realized the power of Christ and how he's overcome everything in your life. Maybe you never realized that God sent his son to die on a cross for you so that you could be connected to him. Maybe you've never made that commitment to live a life for him. If you're here today and that's you, what I want to do is I just want to give you the opportunity. I want to give you the opportunity to realize that you are a child of God. What you can do on the back of this Connect card, you can simply mark the box that says, I would like to make a commitment to follow Jesus. If that's you, check mark that box and believe that God loves you so much that he gave his son to you. Then receive him as your Lord and Savior and receive his forgiveness for your sins. Check mark that box. Maybe you're here today. Maybe God's asking you to do something. Maybe God's asking you to guard your heart towards the word spoken to you. Maybe for you, maybe you've flippantly said some things to others and it's hurt others. And maybe for you, it's time to to speak life-giving words to others. Maybe for you, it's time to speak life-giving words to yourself. Whatever it is, write that down and then begin to live that out. So if you're here today, fill this out. There's also a place for prayer requests where we love to partner with you in prayer. Again, what we do is we use this really as a way to, to track to track how you're doing, to track where you are, how we can partner with you and pray for you in your spiritual growth. We even use this as a way to track if you're here or not as well. So we ask that everybody fill this out. If you've been here multiple times, we just ask that you fill out your name. And then if you have a prayer request that we can partner with you, we'd love and feel honored to do that. If you are a first time guest here though, we do ask that you fill this out completely. And then uh, we actually ask that you would take this to the Connect Center in the back right behind those walls. And we actually have a gift for you. And if you brought a first time guest, We have a gift for you as well, so make sure you take them back to that center, and we have a t-shirt for you. And we take these seriously, though, and this is really our way to partner with you. So if you would, take this moment to fill this out completely and to get any ties or offerings ready as well. And then Daryl will be up with the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening, and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening, and that God is asking you, to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week. Thank you.